1: Thanks for listening to Danny and Dusty On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Is your heater
2: safe? Why replace it when Service Patriots can restore it? Get their $59 27-point furnace tune-up and safety check, including a free 1-inch filter. They'll also check your AC
1: for free. Go to ServicePatriots.com. Uh, Coming up on the line is the host of BetMGM tonight and honesty sports betting insider Ryan Horvath. Insider calls presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to listen to BetMGM tonight podcast for more of Ryan Horvath's analysis. Just search BetMGM wherever you find your podcast. Horvath, you got 30 seconds to gloat. Go yeah it was
3: a uh, <laughs> no I mean you know it would have been a lot better if they didn't blow it and lose the Louisville the week before no. or they would have closed the deal and scored more than 14 points at home against Ohio State so it felt good but um you know I still I feel pretty good about USC this week man I mean Lincoln Riley pretty much called out the entire team he pretty much what he did I thought was pretty smart is he called out Caleb Williams because I love Caleb Williams mm-hmm. and it's interesting I was looking at this because there's a lot of people now with their hot takes. Caleb Williams might be overrated. I'd take Drake May number one. I don't know about all that. Like, I, think it's nothing, I think it's crazy to compare Caleb Williams to Patrick Mahomes because Mahomes is the greatest quarterback ever. But, uh, you know, like I went back and I looked at this today. All, so Caleb Williams has 13 turnover-worthy throws, which is already more than he had last year. All 13 of those when he's under pressure. I just feel like it's been like a lot of backyard football, and Lincoln Riley kind of called that out at practice. So I think they're gonna bounce back, which is why they've taken so much money and they're seven point favorite. So I wouldn't panic yet, but obviously you gotta be a little bit disappointed. Sorry, that took more than twenty seconds. We don't we don't beat you guys very often.
2: What kind <laughs> what the real thing I wanna know is what kind of sandwich did you get in the sandwich bet win?
3: Oh, so actually, uh I went with um an Italian dip. Oh, so I really Yeah, I really appreciated it. Yeah, so tried a different restaurant. Uh, They opened up a new restaurant right by by the building, so it worked out pretty good. I wish I could give the name of it, but you guys don't live in D.C., so it doesn't really matter, and I can't remember it. But it was pretty good. I went with the French dip uh, with a little onion. And it was uh, it was a good move right before
2: the show. I was I, just, I was really hoping you were going to say no. I doubled it up and uh, I'll get lunch later. Yeah. You know, you, you had the fills or something. Okay, now we got USC and Notre Dame, which was a fantastic football game. Out of the way, I, have you seen anything like what's going on with Iowa? They've got it. They got a total this week of thirty-one and a half. It went up to thirty-two and a half. It's back down to thirty-one and a half as the total for their game against Minnesota. I've been kind of like it's one of my sicknesses that I have is watching Brian Ferentz's offense and keeping track on their quest to average 25 points per game. Oh yeah. At what point do you start getting value on Iowa's offense?
3: Man, what a great question because <laughs> I'm, I'm, gl- I'm glad that you started there because I actually just bet Minnesota plus four. Uh four. We're down to three and a half in this game, but it's scary because, and it's funny because Minnesota actually has not I had to go back and look at this. They haven't beat Iowa in Iowa, in Iowa City in 24 years, 1999 was the last time it's happened. P.J. Flex 0-6 against Iowa. But I just can't do it with Iowa because of what you just said. You know, the total open 32-and-a-half, it's just mad. I don't think Iowa will be able to pull away because of that offense. They lose their starting quarterback, Cade McNamara. Yeah. And Deacon Hill, who's their backup, He started three games now. In those games, he's 23-62 of 62 passing, which if you do the math, That's a 37% completion percentage, and in those three games, 262 yards. They've been outgained in all three of those games, yet they keep winning because of their defense and because they take away the football. Iowa, I mean, I've never really seen anything like it, man. Like, that offense is historically bad. I asked this question, though, because I lived in Iowa, and I still know a couple people on the beat. And I said, I know that it's, you know, in the contract that if Brian doesn't average, what is it, 24 points per game, uh, that he loses his job. But what happens if they only have one loss? I don't think Kirk's going anywhere because he's got the lifetime guarantee unless they force him out, you know, and they want to go younger. But because if you only lose one game or two games, I guess, because they're going to lose, they're going to get pounded in the Big Ten championship. But there's a path where the toughest game on their schedule was Wisconsin. And Wisconsin's been a little bit of a disappointment, but also in that game, they lost their starting quarterback, Tanner Mordecai. But, man, I mean, Iowa's a tough watch. Betting against them this week, we'll see what it looks like. Watch, because I'm betting against them. Deacon Hill probably throw for 400 yards in this game, finally.
2: My dream is that they, they, they decline the Big Ten championship because they're averaging 25.1 <laughs> points per game, and they don't want to get shut out. <laughs> That's my dream scenario they're like, nah,
3: nah we're not going to do it. I don't think they're even going to be able to get there, man. Like, look at these defenses. <laughs> Minnesota's defense – The only area, and, like, a lot of these games, it's funny because you can't run on any of these teams in the Midwest. But in the – like, I'm from the Midwest. It's the same thing for in high school. Like, the key to success is, unless it's Ohio State, you know, and and Penn State teams with five stars in their secondary, you throw the football. But you can't throw the football against Iowa's secondary or against Minnesota's secondary, you know, because you got Deacon Hill at, at quarterback. And you have a passing offense. That's thrown for 235 yards the last three weeks. Like Caleb Williams throws for that in a quarter.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, keep it in college football. One thing that uh, we're going to come back to here in a little bit, you've got a list of undefeateds. Washington, Oklahoma, Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, Ohio State, Penn State. If you had to pick one to win out, who's the one that you're putting money on in, in that race?
3: Yeah, I'm going to go with Michigan. I just feel like Michigan, it's kind of like in the NFL. We do this usually with the Buffalo Bills. They just never get the job done. And it's like, oh, they were so close. They were a play away against the Chiefs. But with Michigan, it's a lot different in college, though, because in the NFL you could have injuries. Like, that's what happened to the Bills. They lost Von Miller, and then their pass rush wasn't the same. But in college football, especially at programs like Michigan, it's just five-star after five-star. They've really done a good job recruiting. The defense, granted, they haven't really played anybody – They've only given up five points per game. It's the number one defense in the country. And then offensively, they move at a snail's pace. They work so slow. That's why they're not covering these big numbers. But they're just beating up on teams. They have two really good running backs. Blake Corham's great. Donovan Edwards is good, but they really haven't even got him going. I like a uh, couple of their wide receivers. I really like Ronnie Bell. J.J. McCarthy's got a chance here at the Heisman. If he can have big games against you know, the teams, he's got to beat Ohio State, especially down the stretch. But I'd go with Michigan. And I feel like if Harbaugh gets the job done, he's probably going to the NFL. I know we talked about that last year, but just like what else is there for him to do? He's beat Ohio State. It would be three straight seasons. And I just, I don't trust Ohio State guys because of their offense. It's crazy to say that. Kyle McCord just doesn't look very good. And I like Penn State. We'll see if they could get the job done this weekend, but I just. I don't really trust their offensive line, and I like both of their running backs, but it's crazy. k Allen and Nick Singleton are only averaging four yards per carry, and it's because of their offensive line. So I just trust Michigan. I think they're a perfect football team. But I said that last year against TCU, and they got upset. So you never know.
2: All right, let's move on to the NFL really quick here with one line that I just am scratching my head at because I just feel like one team is, is on the upward trajectory. The other one is is heading down, especially after this past week. Five and a half is that number that I'm looking at for KC favored over the Chargers. And they've been playing tight games over the last couple of years, but Kansas City's won three in a row, and it just feels like they're in a far different place um, as far as like the momentum and trajectory of their seasons go. Uh, am I crazy for thinking that KC minus five and a half seems like the play here?
3: I mean, oh man, I feel like, I got to go with the Chargers here in this spot, actually. It it doesn't look good right now for the Chargers, obviously. They're coming off a loss. But I really like the Cowboys, like, coming into the season. And everybody was giving me a hard time a couple weeks ago against San Francisco. I just think San Francisco, when healthy, is just a perfect football team, other than their secondary. Uh, But with the Chargers, I guess everybody right now, the narrative is they're cooked. Brandon Staley is going to lose his job, which is very like, possible. I think yep. they have to win a playoff game, not just get to the playoffs, especially because of the way that they lost last year where they were gifted four turnovers in the first half. I just, I, it's a big spread for a divisional game, and they always play the Chiefs close. I like the Chiefs to win every single week because of Mahomes and Andy Reid and Kelsey in that defense but I just never like them over like three and a half, four points, especially in divisional games. You know what I mean? Like they just don't really, they don't look for those style points. They're kind of like Michigan that we just talked about. So I would take the points with the chargers as long as Herbert's healthy and able to go. Love it. All
1: right, Horvath, have you seen anything in the NBA preseason that has caused you to make an evaluational change on, on your overs, your division winners, your, your long-term bets uh, in, in the weirdness that is NBA preseason?
3: Yeah, quite a bit, actually. So I'm going to take a shot with Boston again in the east. Um, I like Milwaukee. I love Dame. I just really, like, I'm a big Drew guy. And obviously, like, you're going to be a much better offensive team. It's going to be tough to stop the pick and roll, the pick and pop with Giannis and with Dame. You know, and, and they bring in a couple different dudes, campaign. But I don't love the KP move. But, man, I mean, Jason Tatum looks healthy, looks really good right now. Hopefully Jalen Brown doesn't have to put the ball on the floor too much because he still doesn't know how to dribble the basketball, but he's still a solid player. I love Boston quite a bit in the East. I feel like Milwaukee is going to be the really popular team. I don't know who that third team is, though, in the East. And then in the West, there's a lot I like. I like what I'm seeing from Zion. Um, Trist has been giving me a hard time. The Pelicans were the number one team in the West before the injury last year. They have so much depth. they got guys like Alvarado, like Herb Jones, obviously, you know, B.I. and Zion I like a lot. But I like the Pelicans a little bit, at least to go over their win total. And I think they're going to stay healthy because I think Zion has to stay healthy because if not, I mean, we're already hearing bus talk, um, all this personal stuff like the Mariah Mills nonsense came out. So I think they're actually going to stay healthy this year. The other team I really like is OKC. Maybe they're trendy right now because I hear a lot of people talking about them. I played Josh Giddy, most improved player. I think he's going to average damn near a triple-double. I think Shea could lead the league in scoring. Let's see what we get from Chet. Um, I like OKC. I I like a lot of these teams in the West, which kind of – I've been going back and forth with this. Like, I can see the Kings being the number one seed because in the West, all these teams, the title contenders, Clippers, Suns, uh, Warriors, they're all old. I think they're going to use load management. And I don't trust all those guys to play over 70 games. These young teams are fun. They're exciting. Like, the Kings last year were fun and exciting. So, I just keep asking myself, though, all these teams I like in the West, who's going to be the team that doesn't live up to expectations? You know what I mean? Because, like, the Pelicans – um, you know, the Thunder, all these teams can't be good. What happens to the Grizzlies? You know, Job's only going to be gone what 25 games and I kind of like the Marcus Smart pickup for them. So, can't wait to get there. I think the West is going to be so fun.
2: You have to understand that Trista has just got the long history with CJ McCollum uh, and a lack of trust there. <laughs> that it, this is <laughs> years better, this is years at play with Trista like she's <laughs> just never going to believe CJ anymore.
3: Right. <laughs> yeah, like she got on the box. She just—I love her. She's just a little bit of a hater, especially when it comes to former Blazers. I can't blame her, though. Um, you know, as fans, that's just how it goes.
1: Well, Horvath, appreciate you jumping in, buddy. We'll check back in with you next week as. Uh... Well, actually, next week, we'll have actual NBA regular season action to bet on. Would you look at that, Dusty? The NBA it's season not. does start before it's Christmas. It's still
2: football season, and I, I find it disgusting <laughs> that you asked a basketball question already.
1: I'm always going to find a way to get in there. Corvette, <laughs> we'll get you next week, brother. <laughs>
3: Thanks for having me. No sandwich bet since I like USC, but I will give you guys a free one so you could get some sandwiches. Mm. Let's go with Penn State plus four and a half, and I love the under, and I love the first half under, 23 and a half. Ooh,
2: because like this, is, this is a spicy week for college football. It man. is. There's a lot of oh, good yeah. plays. Oh, yeah. So there you go. Love it. Penn State, Ohio Appreciate you State, 73. Have a good one. Hold on.
1: That was the host of BetMGM Tonight and Odyssey Sports betting insider Ryan Horvath. Insider Calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest, latest lines today on the BetMGM app.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?